Hi, Mama. So excited to be here with you as always. Yay. I really am excited. I just really need to find a new way to start these episodes. <laughs> it drives me crazy every time. I don't know if it drives you guys crazy or if you like the monotony, you know what to expect. But um, I need to get creative here. But anyways, that's not the point. Um, I hope you're having an amazing day. hope you've been loving our two uh, intertwining, intertwining, intertwining series on discipline and biblical parenting and then mom guilt. And I have been excited about it. Our last episodes were the this beautiful mishmash of both of those. And it's been so incredible. And I'm really excited. I'm getting, as I've kind of shared, I'm getting more excited uh, about what I'm going to unpack before I was just kind of nervous and worried. But as God has revealed more and I've been doing more research, I'm just excited to share it with you um, for whatever it's worth to you. And in all of this, I just hope that you um, hear me and feel challenged by it and feel encouraged by it. And then you take whatever part you want. You take the things that are challenging. You take the things that are good and and you bring it into your own walk with God and you talk to God about it and you talk to your leaders about it. And this is just um, helping you along your journey. You don't have to, I don't want you to just listen to what I say and take that as the complete truth and uh, you're not going anywhere else with this. I obviously stand behind what I say and I believe in what I'm saying, but I'm trying to say I can't be your only source of truth on this journey. So um, I hope I'm one of them and I hope that it it does inspire that challenge inside of you because I think that's where growth happens is when we, um, that iron sharpens iron. And even though this is a one-way conversation, I mean, not fully because I'm getting to hear your feedback on like what you're struggling with, what's going on. Um, And so I believe in all of this, iron is sharpening iron. Can't talk today, guys. We're just getting started. I don't know what's going to (laughs) happen. But um, I hope that that is sharpening your um, ability to walk in God's truth. So thanks for being with me on the journey. Um, Today we're talking about mom guilt. Again, I'm I'm bringing up another... response from the Facebook page. So if any of you haven't jumped in the Facebook page, it's an incredible place. Uh, Lauren and I lead it. I need to do a live there soon. I haven't done one recently. Um, but Lauren gets in all the comments and I do, um, live question and answering. Um, need to do that soon. Haven't done it in a while, like I said, but it's going to happen. Anyways, it's a great place. It's a great place of like-minded moms that are on this same journey and trying to struggle through all of this mess. And so make sure you hop in there. If you haven't, you can find it at bit.ly, bit.ly slash morning mama Facebook group. Uh, you can click the link in the show notes. You can go on Facebook and uh, just search for morning mama collective. I believe that will still pull it up. The full name is morning mama something and mental health parenting support group. <laughs> Guys, I don't know the name. <laughs> I do this every week and I still don't look it up and remember it, but you will find it. It'll be great. My face is on there. So can't miss it. Okay. So anyways, um, every time someone joins the Facebook group, I ask them three questions. One of the questions is, what is you, what are you struggling with most right now? And recently a ton of the responses have been, um, about what I would look at as mom guilt, these uh, mentalities, this struggle with this guilt we feel as mothers for various reasons. And so we've been in this series going through some of those responses so that I can speak to them directly. Uh, cause I know there's more than just this person that sent that in. I know there's many of you that are 
struggling with this. So today we're going to talk about working mom guilt. So all of you working mamas out there, this is for you. Or if you're thinking about working or you feel like God might be calling you to something, this is for you. And I'm really excited to dive into it because this is something I have struggled with myself, um, especially as I went from being a stay-at-home mom to a working mom. And it was this journey of kind of figuring out what was going on, what I was feeling, what God was saying, making sure that I was uh, not just being selfish, but I was answering God's call and being obedient to him. And so anyways, I, I know this is a big thing for a lot of moms. So I'm really excited to share it with you. But before we jump in, I haven't read a review to you in a while. And I got this amazing review a while ago and I, I just have to read it. It's so encouraging. So thank you, Mama, who wrote this. Uh, really encourages my heart and helps me keep going. So it's just a reminder to all of you, if you've been around here for a minute, make sure you pop in an uh, Apple podcast and leave a written and a starred review. It helps this podcast get more visible. It helps encourage me. It's just the best. So thank you for taking the time to do that. Uh, if you haven't, please pause this episode. Go do that real quick right now. And it would mean the world to me. Um, but this one's from Spriggs Mom. And it says, uh, this podcast is absolutely amazing. Brittany is so insightful and encouraging and super easy to listen to. I've had a horrific past two years working the pandemic in healthcare, Whew. getting pregnant and being sick most of the time with a mask on at work. Yeah, that's a lot. And then this last year with bad PPD. That is a lot. To be honest, listening to this podcast has made me refire my love and relationship for God, and I can't thank Brittany enough for being the vehicle that reminded me that God's still there. Even if you aren't a Christian or even if you aren't a mama, like it says in the title, I've recommended it to friends and family who aren't even moms because she's just so encouraging. 10 out of 10. Oh my gosh. It's, um, it really just lights me up because that's the reason I do it is this is how it all started is I wanted to help spread Jesus' love and remind people of who he was and help people uh, rekindle, like she said, uh, that love for him. So this just lights my soul on fire knowing that I'm um, accomplishing the mission that God had put on my heart. And it literally, it, I can't believe it. It blows my mind. So thank you for the encouragement. Means the world. Okay. Now, this has been a long intro. You've hung in there. And without further ado, let's jump in. Welcome to the Morning Mama podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for. Come join me on a journey to heal from your past, craft a healthy, joy-filled life, and discover the gifts and passions inside of you that the world needs. Hi, I'm Brittany, a former marriage and family therapist who is ready to help you grab hold of your courage, step out in faith, and discover that your life can become more than you ever dreamed possible. This is Morning Mama, a place for you to throw off all that has been holding you back and run into true freedom. Okay, Mama. So today we're talking about mom guilt and specifically we're replying to someone's um, statement they said that they were struggling with. And what they said was, should I feel guilty for working? Will this mess up my connection with my kid? And I think this is such a big question. I think there's so many moms that are asking this question and struggling through this, especially in our day and age of parenting. And I, I know I've struggled with this. Um, and so we're going to speak to this today. And I'm really excited to go into this because I want to eradicate these lies that are going on in your mind. So 
I'm going to end with giving you six practical steps, which I'm excited to give to you. So make sure you have a notebook and pen out so you can do this process by yourself. It's one thing to sit and listen, and there's good that comes from that. But when you get pen to paper and you really sit and reflect and do the work, it's like a free therapy session. No, we're not doing therapy here. But really, it's that work that you would be doing if you were to go to a coach or a counselor um, or to read a book, right? You have to do that internal work and do the reflection to really make this stick, to really make it go deep and leave a lasting impact on you. So my encouragement is to take some notes and then get ready to do this process, these six steps at the end with me. But first, we're just going to kind of touch on some thoughts on this topic. So first of all, I want to talk about where does the, this lie, um, or this question, we can even say, we're not to the lie point yet, but where does this question of, should I feel guilty? Um, will this mess up my connection with my kids? Where does this originate? Now, for all of you, this might be a different place, but I kind of want to talk about some options. And this is going to be one of the steps I'm going to take you on, but I'm just going to talk through some of the, the common places this might originate. Uh, now, one of them you might know is that this attachment parenting we've been talking about, that absolutely could be the source of why you're questioning this, of why you're feeling like, oh my gosh, this is going to mess up my connection with my kids. We're not going to be attached anymore. They're going to end up uh, doing this horrific things in society because we've lost our attachment. If you haven't listened to the last two episodes on attachment parenting, make sure you go back and listen. It was really um, eye-opening even for me, um, even though I kind of knew some of my beliefs before I dug into it, the, the farther I dug Again, I was like, oh my goodness, this is this needs to come to the light. So make sure you go back and listen to that. So this is this could be one of the sources of why you're feeling like that's gonna be lost if you work. If you're, you know, because attachment parenting preaches that you need to be in tune with every little moment with your kids, every um cry in the night, um, breastfeed for as long as they want to, um, be with them there all the time, be in tune with every moment of every feeling, and um you know, goes on. And so you can get the picture of what that looks like. And so you think about going to work and being gone from them. And so if we're, if this picture of this attachment is in our minds, then working would disrupt that, right? Like if that is what it looks like to have a healthy connection, to have a healthy attachment, then going to work and leaving them, um, in some kind of childcare or whatever that looks like, then that would be a disruption to that attachment or even working from home, right? Because you're not paying attention to them every second of every day. Um, And so I want you to notice that. Is that where this is coming from? And now attachment parenting is the current cultural milieu. And so with that, you might not fully recognize it as attachment parenting. You might just hear some sounds in our culture. You might um, hear some other moms uh, talking about things. You might not know it to be labeled as attachment parenting. But if you hear kind of that mentality that I just described um, in in different ways people talk about things or different things you see on social media, then you might understand what this is. And you need to be careful about how this is seeping into your perception of motherhood because it it paints an unrealistic picture. Um, even the article that I quoted last week is like a scientific article and they're totally against this, uh, the, the attachment parenting. And really, if even if you look at the full origins of it, it's really destructive. And so I want you to notice that, okay, is that for you why you feel guilty for working? Now, that's just one of many options. But for, for a lot of us, it's probably at least part of it because it's so pervasive in our culture right now. 
Okay, another thing that might be the origin of this thought is uh, previous generations. So in the most recent generation, kind of um, that if you're a millennial, the generation that raised us, so probably a baby boomer, um, in that generation, there was much more of an emphasis on traditional roles. Now, this had been a movement a lot from previous generations before that, um, when there was you know, even more emphasis on this. However, there was a big emphasis on more traditional roles. Now, I'm not against traditional roles. I do believe, actually, that uh, the mother brings certain things to uh, parenting and to a relationship um, as a wife, and the the father or the husband brings certain aspects, and we're not all meant to do it all, and I don't believe it's fully interchangeable, though I know there are um, certain husbands that thrive in uh, traditional female roles and vice versa, so I don't think it's black and white, but I'm not, not speaking against traditional roles at all. I think that can be super healthy. I think um, there is a lot of truth in that. However, part of that traditional roles, at least in the mindset previously, was that in that traditional role, the mother stays at home. The mother does not work. The mother takes care of the home and takes care of the children. And she generally, it would look be looked down on that she would work. And, you know, and there's different variations of this. There's different extremes, obviously. So not everyone with traditional roles would think that, but there is some of that um, kind of mentality wrapped into that. So maybe for you, you have a parent or maybe even a grandparent or someone, you know, in your life that uh, kind of grew up that way, that that's what they saw, that's what they believed in. And so now you thinking of going to work or working, that feels wrong to them and they, they are speaking out about that. Now, I think part of what was happening back then is because that was the pervasive cultural thought. We always have to be careful what the pervasive cultural thought is because it makes it feel like that's what's right. It makes it feel like that's the truth, but that is rarely the truth. Now, I do believe there is biblical truth that kind of uh, gets woven into these little things. Like there there are uh, hints of biblical truth in, in each movement of culture. However, it's always skewed. It's always warped. Culture's trying to figure out the answers without biblical truth, and so they're never going to get it right. And so I believe that some of what was going on back then is that mothers at times were pressured into that role. They weren't meant to be in that role. They weren't called to that role. They were in that role because that was the cultural norm. That's what felt right. That's what peer pressure said to do. Now, there are some that absolutely were called and there are some now that are called to be stay-at-home moms, to be housekeepers. And that's an amazing, incredible calling. However, we've got to pay attention to what we as individuals are called to. And it's going to be different for everyone. And we can't compare our calling to someone else's calling. And so if your parent was called to, you know, maybe your mom was called to stay at home, that's amazing. What a blessing that was to you. That's true for me. Um, I've talked about it before, but my mom, for the most part, stayed at home um, my whole upbringing. And I was so blessed by that. You know, she was really the mom with like cookies when you came home from school. And, you know, it was so amazing, such a blessing to me. And that's partly why I struggled with this when I began working is because I thought, oh, she must think that I um, shouldn't be working right now. She must think, you know, that she must be judging me for this and thinking that I'm going to mess up my relationship with my kids. And when I finally had a conversation with her, she was like, no, 
It's amazing that you're working and I feel blessed to get to help watch your kids because I get to help you live out your calling. And so it was so, so freeing in that conversation, but I had struggled with it so much and I still do in moments trying to just make sure, wait, am I doing the right thing? You know, in those moments where I'm missing my kids and I miss out on something and it can be challenging, but that we're going to talk about, it's always important to keep that conversation in in front of you. We don't want to tuck this conversation away and, and never be in check with it. It actually is a good question to be asking because there might be something um, that God might want be wanting to shift. Um, we'll, we'll talk through that in a minute, but you need to make sure you're not comparing your calling to someone else's calling. So maybe it's a parent, maybe it's um, a relative, maybe it's just a, a friend and they're called to stay at home and they do all of these things with their kids and they're, you know, blah, blah, blah. And you compare your relationship with your kids or, or not even the relationship, but like the, um, the pictures, right? The, the big moments, the, what you say at the end of the day happened, you compare that with what they've done and that doesn't work. You can't, you have different callings. God has called you into different things. And so you've got to be careful of that. So that, that can be another source of, uh, this question, um, where this question is coming from is this, uh, root of comparison or feeling of judgment from a previous generation. Now, don't get me wrong. I am all about listening to the previous generation. I think we don't do that enough. I think we uh, often just think that we know better because culture has moved on and uh, things are developing and we uh, are improving in all of these different ways. And I don't believe that's true. We're going to talk actually about that uh, soon, um, this concept of chronic chronological snobbery that C.S. Lewis talked about. And so I really believe in talking to the previous generation and getting their input and asking questions. So if that is you and you're thinking, oh yeah, this is me, this is where this is coming from, I challenge you to have a conversation. Now, you got to be careful because you are first and foremost a child of God and no longer a child of your parent. You're still a child of them, but you're submitting to God now as if, if you've uh, gotten married, you've le- become an adult, you've left the home. You are now uh, submitted to God and what he's calling you to and not to what your parents say. And so we want to respect them. We want to give them space to talk. We want to have a dialogue. And I really challenge you to go into that conversation with um, open heart, being ready to receive, even if it's just a small piece of wisdom that you might want to glean, but really being ready ready to have a healthy conversation. So don't shy away from that, but just make sure that you are paying attention to where that voice is coming from. Is it a healthy voice from your parent that aligns with what God has been speaking to and aligns with what the Bible says? Or is God saying something totally different and you are just caught in wanting to people please and wanting in this fear of man, really, um, this idea of wanting being scared of what um, others think of you? So lean into those conversations. Okay. I also want to start by saying, uh, and we talk about this all the time, but you are called to put your kids above your work. And that's the order God has put it in. We are first children of God. We are then wives if we're married, and then we are mothers. Um, And after that comes our work. Now, this doesn't mean that you don't work because you have kids or you have littles. This doesn't mean that you need to feel guilty for working. This doesn't mean um, that you need to completely avoid work, but it, it might mean that when your kids need an extra lean in, you drop something important at work so that you can go and be present with your kid. And it does mean being really 
extra intentional when you do have time with them and making sure you don't have your phone on, making sure the TV isn't on and making sure you're not distracted. You're really pouring into them. And sometimes that's going to mean you are so exhausted from work and you don't want to deal with them and you just want to numb out on the couch and you're going to have to fight that because you know you didn't get that time with them that day and you're going to have to push yourself for you know, even 30 minutes, even 20 minutes to just give them that one-on-one attention and to pour into them. And so that's what it looks like to prioritize them, to make sure you're investing in them, to make sure sure work isn't taking over your life. And this is going to look different for everyone. I know so many different families with different situations and this shows up in so many different ways, but you've got to make sure that your first priority is to your kids, not above your husband, not above God, but your first priority above work is to your kids. Now we've talked about this a lot before, but this is going to mean that you have to be in tune with how God is leading you. Every season might look different. There might be a season where God calls you not to work. Maybe there's a season that God calls you to work less. Um, Maybe you're not living in your calling and you're just doing a a job that's there because you can and your kids are watching that. And they're watching you settle and you know there's something more God might be calling you to, but this is comfortable and it's easy. And so part of even being in tune with God and how he's leading in all of this is making sure you're living out your calling, living out the thing that God has called you to. Now, there's two different kinds of reasons that moms work. Um, Generally speaking, you're going to fall into one of these two categories if you're working. And I just want to briefly speak to both of you. First of all, if you're a working mother to provide for your home, to provide for your kids, to provide for your family, maybe you're a single mom, maybe you have to work simultaneously with your husband, which is more and more common these days. Uh, If you're working to provide for your family, now these are things you're going to have to work through yourself, but I just want to speak to it for a second. You know, your kids might not understand now what you're doing and the sacrifice that you're making for them, but I, I you are blessing them 100,000% if that was a thing. <laughs> you are absolutely blessing them. And someday I know they're going to look back and realize your sacrifice and what you did. And they're going to be so grateful and they're going to be, they're going to feel pride for, for having you as a mother. They're going to feel so honored and loved by that, even if they don't fully get it now. And so I want you to keep that in mind, keep the long game in mind. And, and remember that it's, um, you're not stealing from your family. If this is what your family absolutely needs, you are not stealing, you're giving to your family. This is amazing. And with that, your kids are learning work ethic from you. They're watching you work hard. They're watching you be faithful to go to a job day in and day out. Maybe one that you really don't feel fulfilled in or that you don't love, but they're watching you be faithful. They're watching you submit to authority at work. They're watching you and and your attitude about work and, and how you come home and what you do and how you talk when you have a hard day. And they're learning about how to, to talk about things that are hard and how to talk respectfully about authority that's hard. Now, maybe you haven't done a great job at that. And so that's something to keep in mind is they're watching your every move. But wow, what an amazing opportunity that they would get to see you live that out. Get to see an example of someone that submitted to authority. We're going to be talking about that in our 
parenting discipline um, talks soon, but this is so uncommon these days to, to have these examples of being submitted to authority. And if you're working a job to provide, you're doing this. And so you get to be this example for your kids of what to, how to do that well, how to be respectful, how to be honoring, uh, even when it's hard. So the example you are setting is amazing. And it's kind of like the long game. You might not see the fruit of, of your labor right now besides just paying the bills. And maybe even that's, you know, cutting it close. But over time, as your kids watch you faithfully this, live this out, it's going to impact them in a profound way. So just be encouraged. Okay, and then the second group of you, maybe you're working because you're following your calling. Maybe God has spoken something over you and you are following that calling. Now, this is me. I am following my calling. I'm not necessarily working because we need it, though it always helps. But I'm being faithful because God has spoken to me about what he wants me to do. And so that is me. And so there's um, maybe sometimes a different a different level of guilt at times with that because you're like, well, uh, I could be at home. I don't have to be doing this. Uh, maybe I should be at home. Maybe, you know, and so there's some extra questions that come up. And so I want to speak to you. And this is something when my, when I was struggling through my mom guilt, and you've probably heard me talk about this before if you've been around here a while, but I was talking to my pastor about this and she was really encouraging me. And she says, your kid's calling is connected to your calling. So your kids have a specific calling on their life and God placed them with you for a specific reason. Because because the calling on their life is connected to your calling. And so as they watch you live out your calling, it's going to help them have the courage and the inspiration and the strength to someday live out their calling. And so it's so crucial that you're being obedient to what God has said to you, because that's exactly what they need. If God has called you to that, he has called them to that. Not to that specific thing, but to that life, to that life of watching you live out that calling, right? Because God chose you to be their mother. And so you've got to be obedient to that call because God strategized it so that they would watch you live that out, be in this life where they see that, uh, where they're a part of it. And that's going to equip them for their future. And so if you are disobedient to the call on your life, if you ignore what God has said, if you are guilted into staying home or, or you compare your calling to someone else's calling and so you, you shift directions and you're going to actually rob them of the equipping they need to someday walk out their calling. And I, I think I even said this super recently, but what, how would you feel if they were someday called to something, but they felt obligated to stay at home and to not work? Uh, and maybe they learned that from you. Maybe they, they saw you uh, have this specific thing on your life and you said, no, no, I'll just stay at home. Not just because that's, that's an amazing calling. But if it's not your calling, then it is a just because that's not what you're called to. <laughs> I hope that sentence made sense. So I want you to keep that in mind. As you fulfill God's call, they're watching you and it's exactly what they need. So don't question it. Now, well, we're going to talk about how to question it in a healthy way, but don't be disobedient to his call. All right, mama, I have just been talking so much lately. We got to stop this mid episode again, and we'll have the second part coming out soon. So let me just pray over you. I'm so excited for this conversation, and I pray that uh, just this guilt and these questions would just wash away. So God, thank you for who you are. Thank you that we can stand firm in who you say we are, God. And that's all we need, God. We don't have to fear man. We don't have to fear what people think, God. We just have to go to 
you and ask for you and what you think, God. And so I just pray that every mama here would just hear your whisper, God, that you would speak life over her. You would remind her of who you created her to be, God, and that um, she just needs to, to answer your call and answer your voice. And God, I pray for all of us to, to have conversations that can feel challenging, God, that we would be open to hearing advice from the previous generation. We would be open to hearing concerns, God, and that we wouldn't take it as a threat because we would stand firm in knowing who we are and knowing that you're going to guide us and show us if it's something that you want to speak to us or something that uh, maybe isn't for us. And that's okay too. And so God, I just pray for courage for those conversations, Lord. Um, And I just pray that every mama here would just throw off this guilt any guilt that they feel, Lord, and and that you would just show her so clearly what you have to say on this topic, God, what you are calling her to do, God, and it would just be so crystal clear. We love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Love you, Mama. If you found hope and inspiration in today's episode, then hit subscribe. Make sure you don't miss a moment on this journey of healing. Want to help more mamas enter into the hope and freedom you have found? Please take a moment to leave a review. This helps so much to get Morning Mama seen so that more mamas can find this space. Lastly, please come say hi in our Facebook group, Morning Mama Collective. I would love to meet you and learn your story. Let me know where you're getting stuck in your healing journey so that you can help inspire more episodes. I am so grateful for you, Mama, and I cannot wait to see all that God has in store for you. Mama.